Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful here with a name you know. You know him as Alan Angels. You know him as Five. But we got him here, and there are some questions <laughs> that need to be asked, Alan Angels. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about, Sean? Oh, man. There's a lot of things <laughs> I want to talk about, and I told you off the air, I don't like to be the vulture like all that. Yeah. But I had to hit you up. I, I really enjoy your work as a performer. Even though, even though you single-handedly ruined Kenny Omega's credibility, I mean. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just <laughs> how it happens, man. I don't know. But uh, you got some stuff going on there. there. The mentions of AEW are now out of your bio. Uh, it had been put out there that maybe your contract was up or is coming up, that maybe you're still going to work on a per-date appearance. Can you clarify any of this for us? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, the tweet. Uh, I kind of put out the tweet. I didn't really mean to put it out as like a, like a, a teaser or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Like a, you know, I didn't expect everybody to freak out about it. It was literally just like a normal tweet at first. Um, but then I saw some people like speculating some stuff and I was like, you know what? My contract's up in a few days. I'm just going to run with it. So then I turned my screen black or my profile picture black and took the AW out of my bio and really I just tried to you know stir the pot because I just love watching people freak out on on, yeah. on uh, social media um but and like people were asking me hitting me up if I was like okay and I'm like yeah dude I'm fine I just like watching people freak out on the internet um no yeah so my contract uh I was told uh, about a month and a half ago that they uh are not gonna re-sign me they did um they did offer me a per appearance, which I decided not to take um, just solely based off what I thought was best for me. Okay. Um, I feel like there's room to grow out more room to grow. I should say outside of AEW right now at this point in my career, um, it's nothing against AEW. Um, it's nothing against Tony Khan or like any of the, the higher ups in the, in the, in the, business it's just uh it's a personal thing i feel like me going on the indies and showing people what i can really do and showing people that like i am a good fucking wrestler um you know i feel like that will raise my stock and not saying it's impossible to do that in aw yeah but i feel like um i guess the perception uh how fans perceive alan angels is just kind of I'm the the bottom guy in the in the dark order, and I feel like uh, I can change that outside of AEW. Like I said, it's possible in AEW, 
Um, but I feel like it would take longer. And on top of that, I never really got to have like a, like a great indie career. I was on the indies for like three years and then I just got lucky and got scooped up. Um, and like as a wrestling fan, uh, being an indie wrestler and like doing cool ass indie shows, like that's the thing I want to do. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's plenty of places to make money in pro wrestling right now. Um, and that's not to say that I won't be back in AEW. Maybe I will. I don't know. Um, but that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just, uh, they offered me something and I just felt like it was better for me not to. That's all it was. So I'm, I'm made of questions right now, and that's why we're here. Yeah. When is it up, or is it up already, your, your current up, deal? Uh, the last day is June 30th. Okay. Um, so technically, July 1st, I'll be a free agent, as they call us. Um, so, yeah. And we have seen this uh, sort of unfold over the last six months. I know of several talent that didn't have their deals renewed, but are on per-appearance deals mm -hmm. and, and – they seem to like it, but they've stepped up their, their independent dates as well. Another right. guy we saw leave was Stu Grayson, mm -hmm. a part of the Dark Order. Is there, like, has there been any interaction there of, like, maybe maybe we'll do a little something on the indies, or are you wanting to, like, sort of stand out separately? Uh, you know, I'm open to whatever. If anything, I'd like to have a match with him, yeah. you know, whether that be at C4 or wherever, um, wherever else he, he wants to go. Um, but that would probably be my main thing. If we, if somebody wants to book us for a tag, I'm definitely open to it. I'm not, you see, I'm still wearing the dark order yeah. hat. So it's not like I'm kicked out of the group or whatever. Um, <laughs> I have a, a new Japan show that I, it's already taped or whatever, but, uh, with Uno where yes. we tagged. So, you know, I'm, I'm open to do whatever, but yeah, Stu leaving, uh, was a big, was a big thing for all of us. And I feel like maybe was, uh, you know, part of all of it, but you know, I'm definitely open to do whatever with Stu for sure. I wondered how that went. I mean, I I saw him in Toronto before the pandemic. I went up there for SummerSlam, and he and Jody Threat were like the two talent that stuck out to me. I was like, oh my yeah. god, these two people are are incredible. So that was a shock that that he left AEW. And I mean, when I heard that your deal was coming up, I was shocked as well because every time you've been in the ring. You have these these standout performances. I jokingly mentioned the Kenny Omega one earlier, but I yeah. mean that was a breakout performance for you for a lot of people. They discovered who you were. How did you feel about the reaction to that match or to those two matches, comparatively speaking? Yeah. So, um, well, the first one obviously I wasn't signed yet. Um, we did, it was the first time. Well, it was like I guess the second show um, during the pandemic, but it was the first time I was there. It was the Norcross show. So it's literally 15 minutes down the street from where I lived at the time. And uh, I was like, just kind of, so we did the first day and it went fine. And then the set that night I was told that I was probably going to wrestle Kenny Omega. And I was like, Oh shit. And then I freaked out and just like worked <laughs> out, worked out like all night. <laughs> Cause like, I, I just had like some dumbbells in my basement. I didn't have a gym, like every, all the gyms were shut down. So I just worked out in my basement all night freaking out um but um yeah no the perception of the match i mean like everything went great i thought um you know everybody on twitter was super you know they were, they felt one way about it or the other i know yeah. i have all my haters out there it's no big deal i don't really give a fuck like i said i love watching people online freak out about stuff but um yeah honestly like i owe my career to like three or four people 
and Kenny is definitely on that list. Um, so yeah. And then the second match was even like a bigger deal in my head. Cause it was in front of 10,000 people or however many people it was. And, you know, it was just, it was so, so much fun. And Kenny, we were talking earlier, he's just such a genius. He like gets the business. You know what I mean? He's, he's legit. Like, I think one of the best performers of our generation, if not ever. So like, you know, to be in the ring with him twice, um, it was just, it's great. And, and what a categorical shift between those two matches, as we yeah. mentioned, like between, I think it was at the Nightmare Factory. It wasn't even Daly's place, was yes. it? So yeah. going yeah. there to doing that big match and going eight minutes, and you had been in the ring with him a couple times in between, I think, like a couple of tag matches. But yes. I thought yeah. that was a great way to kind of acknowledge what happened but see you in two different spots in your career. I thought that mm-hmm. was just just wonderful booking and, and how that was put together. And you also saw the, the progress in you as a performer in that amount of time. What what did you learn during the pandemic that you really carried out of the pandemic? Because I know a lot of people say that they, they figured out a lot of stuff about themselves and how they worked during that period. Yeah, uh, so I feel, obviously, I think I became a better performer. But at first... It was really hard, and I think it's kind of one of the reasons that um, I was never put into that upper echelon of, of AEW guys. Uh, like, I don't really blame anybody in, in AEW. I more blame myself because I feel like the first six months of me being there, um, I don't, I don't want to say I shit the bed or anything, but like I, I don't think I was doing as good as I could be doing. I don't think I was totally ready and on top of that i the the first time i had a match with a mask on it's it's so much different people people talk about like like some people think that it's not you know there's no difference or anything but wrestling with a mask on is a whole different world and i had i was presented with this whole other character that i had to um like kind of figure out along the way being on tv you know figuring out that character on tv is super you know, super difficult. And on top of that, being in front of no people. So you kind of have to figure out like what works and what doesn't work without a crowd, which is even harder because as wrestlers, that's how we know if shit works. You know what I mean? That's how we know if like you're, you're getting over or like this move gets reaction and this move doesn't or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's like, you kind of have to figure that out without fans. So trying to figure out a new character with uh without that uh you know audience to help me figure out what's working what's not um i think it definitely hurt me a little bit to no one's fault but my own um but i think that that really hurt me especially in the first six months and then i feel like once we started starting getting um more of the crowd more people in, in daily's place and then eventually we started touring i kind of uh i got it i figured it out a little little better um, and then eventually me taking the mask off, uh, I felt a lot more comfortable. Um, but yeah, the mask just wasn't my thing. I see people online type talking about, uh, they want me to put the mask back on and I just, yeah. I can't, it's not how, my thing. How was that? I mean, was that the first time you had worked with a mask? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, man. I think I th- I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That was the only time I, I, the first match that we did in uh, Norcross, the, the day of the live dynamite that we taped me yeah. and vance wrestled qt and dustin but we, we were like dark order guys but we were like all oh, we did have full body suits nobody knew it was us 
Um, and so that was actually my first match. That was the only time before that I wrestled with a mask on. So it's difficult. Yeah. You're talking about working other wrestling companies, indies. I want you to work for the Cincinnati Reds in the bullpen because, I mean, <laughs> you got an arm on you. We saw it. MJF a oh, few years dude. ago. Come on, man. <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? You're, you're, you are legitimately, like, if you, if you try out for the Reds right now, you're the setup guy for the closer. <laughs> like, you, you could do it. How exactly does that happen or come together? Uh, I don't, I, we were literally just like, so it's actually, it was actually me and Lee Johnson and Lee Johnson's actually <laughs> the one that made the good throw. I had a real shitty throw. I had like a water bottle oh. and I threw it like at his feet. I had a real shitty throw. He threw like a cup of water and it like, it just sprayed everywhere. Yeah. So he had the good throw. I got all the, I got all the praise for oh. it. So shout out, shout out Lee Johnson. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah. That, I don't know. Just kind of, we were just there. We were just there, and they were like, "Hey, we need someone to throw water at MJF or beer or whatever." Yeah, and we were like, "All right, we'll do it." So you had mentioned uh, working the New Japan tapings, and obviously they've got a bit of a contingent relationship with AEW. But I mean, also they're willing to hire their own people. Is that something you're interested in? And how did that that experience go for you at New Japan Strong? I love their brand. I think they do great stuff there. Oh yeah, it's great. I love it there, man. That was my first time there. I'm super hyped to see it and like just hopefully like you know, that is a goal of mine. So like I said, there's plenty of places to make money mm-hmm. outside of AEW in wrestling right now and you know, they're on my list. I you know, I I'm willing to go anywhere. Um but they're they're definitely at the top of that list for sure. If they'll have me, I'm definitely down for sure. And uh when you were I assume that they just said, "Hey, we got this opportunity for you. We want you to represent AEW Dark Order and that. How did that come together? Uh, I just went up to uh, to the guy and I was like, "Hey, uh, you got any room at New Japan Strong? I'm, I love I it. Would love to do it." And it just it just eventually happened. They just had a spot and it opened up and hopefully they bring me back. Yeah, I assume that's Rocky Romero. Yes, uh, he man, he is the Forbidden Door. Everybody talks about Dude. like who coined it. It's always Rocky. It's always yeah. Rocky. Rocky's the best, dude. He's so he's such a cool guy and the fucking great wrestler, man. He's incredible. I'm so glad we get to see more of him on American TV this year. Uh, oh yeah, as well. But man, a, a lot of how people came to know and love you was from vlogs. Between being the elite, Sammy's vlog crew, <laughs> a lot of stuff like that. How important was that for you to connect with an audience? Because I mean, we have witnessed your social media presence just explode, and it's it's hard to believe that a lot of it isn't because of that and people getting to see different sides of you yeah it's it's crazy i you know i go to these indie shows and like i'll get a's in the chat chance and it's like oh shit i didn't know this many people actually watch the vlog it's 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 cool uh yeah shout out sammy and the vlog crew man like those guys you know they they just they're so willing to just like you know sammy especially it's his thing like he's willing to just like give me time to do whatever i want every week he asks us what we want to do uh you know, and he just he, he wants us to get over, you know, because we are legitimately uh, really good friends. So, you know, he just wants us to do good and he wants us to, you know, get over on our own. Um, so, yeah, shout out to him, man. Oh, and sorry. Uh, no, it's OK. People can see two of me. I'm pretty. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> whenever uh, we get that back up and going, I mean, uh, obviously, a big part of Dark Order was Mr. Brody Lee, who unfortunately we lost. But. 
man, those those BTE skits like like Sue with the papers and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Some of that was so endearing and we watched Dark Order transform from a cult into like a fun social club and <laughs> it made it so endearing. Like how was that adjustment for you guys to go from these these heels to just everybody loved you guys everybody's cheering for you guys and it wasn't just because of the untimely passing of brody you guys are just likable <laughs> well thanks uh you know a lot of it was originally it was john and alex and those guys are attributed to a lot of it because obviously yeah. it, you know alex is the guy that comes up with a lot of the ideas even yeah. even to like this day he's still the guy that's like the idea guy um so you know good for you know shout out him but uh john you know he's fucking hilarious you know and uno funny as fuck too so you know those guys yeah it was great and it, it just started with alex and john at first and it just uh you know they brought it over and eventually ended up being all of us and yeah the sue skit probably my favorite of all time there's also one where we're in the bathroom and we're just like shoot in the men's bathroom and we're just all seven of us or eight of us whatever we're in there filming and it's just so funny and it's one of those Everybody just kept cracking up laughing and Brody's in our face. Are you fucking crying? Are you fucking <laughs> crying right now? So, you know, that's one of my favorites too. So, yeah. Oh, man. Sue. Sue was another one. Like the day after I was like, let me see if I can get an interview. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Interview with her. And she was, <laughs> she was wonderful. She was wonderful. Did you ever get it? Oh, I did. I did. Oh, she ran yeah. it by Trent first. She's like, would this be okay, Trent? And he's like, yeah, of course, <laughs> do it. And she was awesome. I got to talk to her again in yeah. the future. She she's was so sweet. So oh, sweet. She's, she is. She's so nice. She's so kind. Yeah. But uh, throughout your, your time in AEW, you still actively worked independence as well. Like, how was that for you adjusting to that too? And I mean, of course, the pandemic changed everything, but sort of coming to normalcy and you still being so young working to add experience, but still being featured on national TV that that's like serving an awful lot of different things at once. It seems like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing about the pandemic is it shut down all the Indies 
uh, all the schools for the most part, like we couldn't go anywhere. It was hard to even train. So, you know, we're wrestling like once every two weeks, if that, you know, and it's like, shit, man, like we get like being in a ring, you have to get your reps in, you have to constantly be going in my, in my opinion, if you're not, you know, in the ring, like at least twice a week, you know, you, you get some ring rust that just builds up over time. Um, so yeah, having the Indies shut down was, was, it sucked for sure. But eventually once the Indies started coming up, you know, and you know, more people started running shows and stuff. Uh, I tried to do as many as I could. And there was a time period, you know, these last like six, seven months where I'm on the road for AW during the week. And then I'm doing something on the weekends every, every week of every month. Um, and it's, it, it's exhausting, but you know, it's, I like, I love doing this shit. Like I love wrestling. I love doing indie shows and I love doing AEW. Um, so it's, yeah, I definitely wouldn't trade it for the world, but yeah, when the indies opened back up, that was a big thing. And I felt like I was like really starting to get it going again, you know, you, cause dude, I get blown the fuck up sometimes in the ring. If I'm not like, <laughs> if I'm not like constantly doing this, like every week. I'll get, I'll get real blown up, especially in like, you know, eight, 10 minute matches, just singles matches or whatever. Um, but I started, you know, I've, I've been getting that back a, a lot lately. So I'm super hype about that. And I'm ready to just like go on the Indies and do some cool shit. Have some like 30 minute bangers, you know? I mean, you and evil Uno did 20 minutes against Avalon and, and Ray. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might've been, it might've been eight minutes, but yeah. uh, you know, they had a 10 minute, 10 minute, entrance that that's fair fair but uh yeah. like i love seeing what they do like peter avalon i think is on a, a per appearance now too and he's just stepped it up and just done incredible stuff and you're, you're starting to see how versatile some guys like he are completely outside of AEW, which we knew before because of the norv Furnham thing and impact but i i liked seeing that they booked you in a pure rules match against daniel garcia because that can be a little bit different than than what mm. you're usually working. How was that for you? Oh, it was great. I love I love Danny. He's fucking he's a great wrestler, one of the best going Hor- like, horrible Twitter my, troll. He's a miserable horrible, Twitter troll. Horrible. He he's gonna see that I talked about him in this and, and shit on me. I'm super hyped for that. He when but, you uh, say something's good, he's gonna be like, nah, the dick riding is crazy. That's what he's gonna <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, he's, you know, he's one of my favorite guys to watch. So, like, I love being – that was our second match um, and, like, third or fourth time, like, being in a match together. So, um, yeah, it was great. I loved it. And the pure rules, like, it's it's cool. It's different. It's, it's fun, you know, working around that and figuring out creative stuff that you can do in it. So, yeah, I'm excited to see it. To the contrary, I know sometimes you're booked in, like, 12 man tag matches that go like a minute and a half, two minutes. How do you even begin to approach something like that? Oh, dude, I think the dark order is, uh, like we've done so many of them now. It's just like, let's go. Let's, we, we got this. It's easy. Now we just kind of know, you know, we're like, we we would show up every week and, you know, maybe we got like a eight man squash. We, we kind of get it now. It's just rep all that repetition of doing the same thing over and over again. I feel like we're like the best at eight man's matches if there was an award for that I think <laughs> yeah. it, so. if, if tony khan did 12 man tag titles then maybe you would have hung around like maybe oh dude that would have been sick <laughs> and i mean that like i remember the one uh good god i think it was hangman ftr the bucks and omega 
I think that you all had on was it Dynamite? Hangman, the Bucks. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yeah. Um, that one was, was uh, that was six, uh, 12 man tag. Yeah. Yeah, that was killer. That one, when I looked at it, I was like, oh my gosh, this might be a mess. And then I watched uh-huh. it and I was like, damn, this match rules. This yeah, match, that is match incredible. was really fun. That match was actually really fun. That, all those guys, like being in the ring with all those guys uh, so early in my career, like, dude, fucking awesome. FTR, they're great. The Bucks are great. Kenny and Hangman, they're great. So, and then Brody was on our team. Yes. And, you know, it was, it was great. It was awesome. That's one of, actually one of my favorite matches, just like memory wise. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a cool thing to happen because we started, we were all already in the ring and the show started. Yeah. The fireworks went off. And then, soon, and then as soon as the fireworks were done, we just started going. So it was just, it was a cool atmosphere, you know, even though no crowd or anything, it was just fun. Now, one of the, the missteps I thought, happened with dark order was i felt like they should have been more integrated into the hangman story as a sort of like his retribution of learning about friendship and what's important to him and all that were you surprised that that wasn't implemented more it was intermittently but probably not as consistently mm-hmm. as as i expected as as a viewer of the show um i think we we did the best that we could I think we're, um, I think overall, if you look at the story, the overarching story of it all, it was a great story in general, especially if, you know, you're a huge fan and you watch the BTEs and all the like small things that we would put in the BTE skits that kind of uh, would link the episodes of Dynamites together and stuff like that. Um, And then even like the, you know, when Hangman left for the few months that he was gone. And then we had the, the back and forth, um, but in between, like within the dark order, um, I thought all of that was like some of the best stuff that like the dark order ever did. Um, it was so fun. And I think we all got to shine as like individual characters, especially myself. Um, I think it, it got me out of, um, a little bit, I should say. It, it a little bit got me out of the, the bottom of the Dark Order. And, I, you know, I had the whole standing up for myself story and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was – I thought – and then eventually Hangman comes back, wins the title. You get the big the big hurrah at the end of the story. And I think that was, a, you know, a great, uh, great ending to it all. Did you ever get to ride the lawnmower and get ice cream? No, dude, they never let me. They never let me on there. Yeah, I know. I tried to get on, you know, classic, classic Preston Vance shoving me off. Man, that that feels like that feels like we need some finality to that. Like maybe some <laughs> that's long term storytelling right there. Maybe nice. I just sneak on the lawnmower by myself and that'll be a BT skit. That's that's like your your WrestleMania moment is coming down to the ring. Finally, <laughs> on the lawnmower. Finally oh, yeah, happening. Dude, that's it. Yeah, uh, what it. what are some indies that you're looking forward to working? I mean, there's just such a plethora of good indies out there right now, like Prestige, yeah. GCW, Black Label Pro, Warrior does killer stuff out there. Um, mm-hmm. I'll even say Lariato Pro because I know it's close to Georgia, even though I don't yeah. want to put over Gallows too much. He's, he's got that <laughs> ego. But uh, there's a lot of indies out there right now doing oh, yeah. great work. Yeah. Like I said, there's there's plenty of places to make money in wrestling right now. And the indies, like, if you can get a consistent indie schedule, like, you can do this for a living, you know, like, believe that. So, like, you know, I'm already doing prestige on a consistent basis. 
Um, West Coast Pro is a place I'd like to be. Uh, the West Coast in general is like blowing up right now. It's 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 a place that I, I feel like, as far as the Indies go, was never a, a really big deal. You know, except like they had like PWG and stuff like that. Um, but right now, it's like it's kind of the place to be. I think uh, is the West Coast. You know, of course, I've worked Warrior before. Warrior's great. Um, all those places. Uh, what else do I got? I got Garden State coming up, which is a new nice. promotion, but they got a stacked card. Like, it, they got all kinds of names on there. I, um, I saw some of the people on that show, and I was like, how'd you all get – who's yeah. paying for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm wrestling Kevin Blackwood that day. Um, I've worked him before in a triple threat match, and he's great, so I'm excited for that. Um, like I said, Frankie Kazarian at the next Prestige show. Um, there's some stuff in the southeast that I'm doing, uncharted territory and, and stuff along uh, along those lines. Um, I just I kind of want to just be like the guy on the indies. Honestly, I want to be like like I want to wrestle the Mike Bailey's and the the Alex Shelley's and all those those top indie guys. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a top indie guy. That's like a that's probably the main goal that I have right now is to just be like the guy that everybody wants to wrestle when everybody comes out with their lists of people that they want to wrestle in 2023, I want to be on that, that list, you know? Um, because I really do think I can be that. I think I, I am that good. Um, and it's just a matter of, of showing everybody. You did work Shelly recently, didn't you? You worked him at prestige, didn't you? Yes. Uh, it was supposed to be a singles match, but it ended up being a triple threat with Kevin Blackwood in it as well. Yeah. Life comes full circle. Look at that. Yeah. Look at yep, that. Yep, and yep. I know uh, I, I had seen where Hammerstone was promoting it. You worked him as well, too. He's top guy mm-hmm. in MLW right now. They're, they're always interested in picking up people. Is that anything that you've considered, like working for the likes of Impact or, or MLW, who have a television mm-hmm. presence, um, but you know also sign people to contracts? Absolutely. Anywhere, anywhere. I'm really, I'm really willing to work anywhere right now. I just want to wrestle as much as I possibly can. MLW, Impact, New Japan, wherever. So are you uh, still based out of Georgia right now or are you somewhere else? So it's kind of weird. <laughs> I, I kind of go back and forth between Georgia and California. My girlfriend, Brooke okay. Havoc, she, uh, she's a wrestler and she is injured right now healing. So she's back home in California. Yeah. Um, but it's very possible that I will be moving out to Cali um in the, in the near future but uh that being said i am still doing georgia shows uh north carolina tennessee stuff like that thought you were about so. to break the news that you were homeless or something no, you're like no. it's kind of funny and i'm like oh no it's kind of funny he's yeah, at the library funny. right now he's, <laughs> he's stealing their wi-fi you mentioned brooke havoc how's she doing i mean it, a lot of us were bummed to see that she yeah. uh, sustained that injury yeah no she's a, doing a great. second um, a second injury if i was not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, second torn ACL, the other knee this time. Uh, so yeah, it sucks. And she was super down about it, but she's doing a lot better now. Um, she's you know jogging and stuff like that. She actually last night she uh, she got in the ring at um, West Coast Pro, their school. Oh, nice. And uh, she was like running the ropes and stuff. I think she took a few bumps and stuff. So she's actually doing really well, and hopefully uh, she'll be back in the ring like officially sometime soon. Yeah, I hope so. I liked uh, what I saw out of her on the Nightmare Factory thing and uh, AEW. And I think I'm pretty sure she worked championship wrestling from Hollywood as yeah. well. Uh, well, it was the one in Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I, I remember it was uh, Marina, I believe. Yep. But mm-hmm. it, I, I hadn't seen much work outside of that. 
but it's like, man, she was in these really highlighted positions. So it was good to, good to see her there and bummer that they're like those injuries happen in such close proximity, but Hey, promising news. It sounds like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she'll be back soon. And you know, I, I, I really think it's, it's so crazy. I've never seen somebody get so much clout and have like, as as like she's had like maybe 10 matches in her yeah. whole career and well, she has just like so much clout so i i generally just watch nationally national stuff right now because that's what we review and like there's uh-huh. so much time and you saying that i've seen half her matches then <laughs> like i've seen half yeah, the probably. matches in her career if that's the case that's amazing like when yeah. somebody is highlighted in that many places in that short amount of time you assume that they're more traveled but hey it, yeah. Look at Deanna Peraza. That's what happened with her. She was mm-hmm. on Impact on TV in her eighth match, and you know, oh, she's wow. she's one of the best in the world right now. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Is there anybody specifically other than who you mentioned that you're looking to work? Like, I know you worked uh, Titus Alexander recently, who's turning oh, yeah. a lot of heads. There's He's there's great. a He's lot great. of like really great talent out there still. Yeah, I mean like uh, Nick Wayne, who's a oh, guy yeah. that. Um, he's just blowing up right now. Like he's fucking great. Um, I'm trying to think who else I, there's, I have a whole list on my phone, but I can't, uh, shit, man. I don't know who all, I mean, like, uh, Alec price, if you know him, uh, he's great. Uh, AC Mack, who's the independent wrestling champion. I've wrestled him so many times, but he's always on my list. Uh, um, Davey, uh, Davey Richards, on that list for sure. Um, but yeah, he's been looking sure, great sure, lately. He's been looking awesome. David Richards. Yeah. He's great. There's a whole plethora of people I can't think of right now, but yeah, sure. A whole world of opportunities and my God, you're, you're what? 24 years old. 24. Yes, sir. You're running out of time, running out of time. I know that's what, that's what everybody tells me. <laughs> running out of time. Do, do you think that you could still be doing it at like 52, like PCO? Uh, not like PCO. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like 50, like a- 54. My bad. 54. <laughs> He's 54. If, I don't think I could be doing it like PCO. Uh, maybe if I had like some sort of part-time thing, but, uh, you know, I think around 40 is about, uh, about my, my limit. You could do the, uh, gosh, I can't remember who all's done it, but the seven decades thing. Like, oh yeah. Cause you started fa- like, you're still young right now and we're in a new decade but you already hit the 2010s yep. and the 2020s so oh, i think yeah. i think seven I is the down. record seven fuck man i don't know man i'm already hurting i believe in you i think you can do it <laughs> uh tell the people where they can find you i know you've got new stuff up on pro wrestling tees and uh, you're yep. taking bookings of course yeah taking bookings you know alan angels booking at gmail.com or you can just hit me up on twitter uh, i just have that there for uh you know, to look cool. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I have a few new designs up on pro wrestling tees right now. And, uh, I have more, more coming. Hopefully they come soon, but there, there should be really cool. I got some really cool designs coming. Um, you know, I'm going to be on a, a bunch of indie shows coming up, fight TV, IWTV, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, even though I haven't updated my Facebook, it still says I'm 22 on there, I think, but just yeah. lie, just lie. Yeah, I know I should. You're like, uh, have you seen that new Adam Sandler movie where he's a sports agent? Oh yeah, it's great. And, or and yeah, Boban is in it, and he's like, I'm 22 <laughs> years old. He's got a 10 years, 10 year old son. Just leave it there. 22 forever. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Great movie, by the way. It is. It was a lot of fun. He's a better dramatic actor than a comedic actor these days, I think. Yeah, these days for sure. I, you know, I liked his old movies, but his comedy, man, is so cheesy. It got really repetitive, man. And, like, the accents, I wasn't here for all the the lame accents and stuff. But, like, (laughs) like, I feel like once every five or six years, there's one that's solid. He's, like, got one comedy that I watch, and I'm like, all right, not bad. Like, right. I, I, maybe there was one with Jennifer Aniston a while back that I thought was all uh-huh. right on a boat or something. But uh, other than that, yeah, he's definitely better, better dramatic actors, sprinkle some comedy in there. Yeah. Uncut gems was awesome. That movie, yeah, yeah. that movie was dope, but uh-huh. my God, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that's what he leans into. Cause I'm, I'm tired of the, Adam Sandler comedy, but we're not here to talk Adam Sandler by God. We're here to talk Alan Angels, and I get the feeling we're going to be talking a lot more in the future. You're going to have a lot of stuff going on, but I want to thank you so much for for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Like I said, uh, I had a few people hit me up, and uh, you were the only one that I was like, yeah, I'll take an interview with Sean Rossett. Suck it, Chris Van Vliet! (laughs) Yeah, so hopefully I didn't say anything that would get me in trouble, but uh, you never know. I don't know. Well, guys, check him out. Uh, He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. It says he's 17 years old on there, but Adam anyway. (laughs) Until next time, guys, we're out. Hey, guys, I hope you all enjoyed this interview, but let me tell you how you can enjoy your online experience even more with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Change your virtual location with just one click on all your devices. We'll get that right out of the way. Phone, laptop, desktop, PC, your router, your TV, everything. It's so helpful when you're traveling, you can change your virtual location. Maybe you're abroad, you want to watch all the shows that you're used to, or maybe you want to watch shows a little bit earlier. Maybe you want to buy pay-per-views at a reduced rate thanks to some services overseas. Maybe you want to check out what's on the menu of those other services overseas, but it's not just that. You get that threat protection, block online trackers, block malware, block annoying pop-up ads with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, and you get a great deal. Not only do you get a great deal, up to 70% off, you get a month free and a 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I use it every day. You're going to love it.